Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's going on, everybody? We're back with the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. I'm here with Dr. Adil Khan. He is the doctor of champions and my uh, sports doctor. And we, uh, I decided to ask you to come on because of all the great stuff you're doing. You are in Dubai right now. Tell me what you're doing in Dubai. <laughs> what am I not doing in Dubai is a better question. <laughs> How did you go from uh, almost, were you, I guess you were an assistant to yeah pretty pretty much yeah, yeah. when i met you, <laughs> you, know, you yeah. Yeah, yeah and then all of a sudden now you're like on top of the world treating all these professional athletes and like you're running the show well not just professional athletes the royal family the king the, uh, royal, the royal family and the king yeah so it's pretty wild i've been here a week and i've already had the royal family reach out to me and they want me to treat them so Come on. it's pretty crazy yeah no it's uh it's wild it just it just word spreads, I guess. And like I got uh, I got flown first class to treat Muhammad Alibar in March. Muhammad Alibar is the most famous man in Middle East because he's the owner of Imar Properties. Okay. So he owns the Burj. He basically built the Burj Khalifa and he built okay. all of Dubai. Like okay. Dubai is what it, Dubai is what it is because of Muhammad Alibar. Like he was a visionary behind Imar. Yeah. Uh, and because of that, the the six tallest buildings in the world are in Dubai, and those were all owned by him. Wow. And. Uh, he was a visionary behind the Burj Khalifa as well and making Dubai like he basically when I treated him, I was asking him, I was like, you know, why did you want to like, what was your vision and stuff? And he said his vision was to make Dubai like the best place in the world and attract the best talent in the world. And so I think he's done that successfully because just to give you an idea, in the last year alone, 4,000, 4,000 billionaires have moved to Dubai. Are you serious? What, OK, what are you treating? What are you treating these people for? Like, is he, he's not an athlete, is he? No, so a lot of them are anti-aging or longevity, and that's the new uh, treatments that we're doing now because it's not right. just about uh, injuries and pain. It's about living longer and living a better quality of life, and we'll get into that, what what type of stuff we're doing. But yeah. the point is, it's like the treatments we're doing now are kind of different. Like I think when we first met, which is why you probably you brought me on again, because I'm doing so many new treatments. Before, yeah. it was just you know, like platelet-rich plasma, you know, for injections, for pain, stuff like that. But now it's more about longevity, anti-aging. Uh, and then even some like genetic testing for prevention. So we're doing a lot of new things. Okay, so let's go back to the start, though. Just really quick, I don't want to stay on it too long. But when we started together, you were doing predominantly PRP, which is platelet rich plasma. Can yes. you can you explain briefly what that is for people who don't know what PRP is and why we were using it? Yeah, so the idea is we're trying to heal your body's muscle or tendon tears without having to take surgery or without having to just take pain meds we basically just take your blood we spin it in a centrifuge it concentrates what's called the platelets and platelets are alone regenerative molecules that help with healing and regeneration okay. so by concentrating them you're essentially going to have more growth factors that get released and so the idea is you're using your body's own immune system and the cellular signaling that gets released from platelets to try to heal your body okay so i, I have a question though and i, I don't want to push back too much but i just want to ask you so i know firsthand that PRP works. Cause I've tried like for one, once I had a, 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 an injury in my front delt and I tried to just wait and not train chest and like, let it heal. And it just wouldn't heal for like three months after getting PRP. I was back to benching like 315, 405 within like five or six weeks of getting the treatment. So I know it works, but the question is there are doctors out there that say it's a waste of time. So how do you, what do you say well, to those people or those doctors? Well, what I say, why did why did why did the richest man in Dubai fly me across the world to treat him with PRP? It wasn't it wasn't because it wasn't because he couldn't find someone locally. There's a freaking thousand doctors doing it. In okay, Dubai. but other other than anecdotal evidence, is there enough studies? No, but the up? reason the point is, no, but the point I'm trying to make is it's who administers it, how it's administered, and the type of PRP oh. you're using. 
So I you see. have to have the right doctor doing it. You have to have the right education and training and background. And most doctors are just doing it as cash grabs because it's the easy thing to do. Yeah. But they don't actually know what they're doing. They've been trained by some rep who's just selling some centrifuge and being like, oh, this is how you do PRP. Just inject them and hopefully it works. Uh, but there's so much more nuance to it. No, I actually know you're right because I have a friend who's gone to a different doctor. Number one, the ultrasound tech didn't find a tear. And then when they did find a tear the second time they went back, the PRP didn't really help them. And then they went to see you and they've actually had really good success. So how important is the ultrasound tech? Can you start there? Because I know a lot of times someone will go in and ultrasound tech will say there's nothing there. But yeah. I've, I know through working with you that we found things that other, other ultrasound techs haven't been able to find. Well, even MRIs miss. And that's why here in Dubai, I'm working with like the Royals and stuff like that, because people have nagging injuries and they, they go in Dubai. Obviously, you can get MRI like tomorrow easily, no problem. But MRIs even sometimes miss small tears. And then we're able to find them on ultrasound and treat it. So the ultrasound technologists or the physician with the ultrasound are able to do dynamic assessments and find things that are missed all the time. So mm -hmm. I would say, like, obviously, I'm very proficient in ultrasound, but my technologists and me work together to be able to recognize these small tears that are otherwise missed. So I would say it's actually um, probably fundamentally like paramount uh, to have a good sonographer, because if you don't, you're going to miss things. And if you don't get the right target, it's not going to work. Yeah. So and so this all starts with like the basics and the basics are actually uh, not so basic. It's like m most people actually aren't trained in ultrasound. And even if they are, they've taken like one weekend course. It's just like taking a personal trainer course, right? You can be like, yeah, I, do, I know how to do yeah. ultrasound. I took the course. But yeah. it's like, do you really know? Like what are, there's different tiers and like different levels of expertise. And so yeah. um, that subtlety is like, takes a lot of years of training and you have to be trained by the right person. I just feel like that's a really important note for people to take away because I know so many bodybuilders who are like, yeah, I got an ultrasound. I'm fine. Yeah, but, yeah. but I know, but I'm like, you're injured. So you're not fine. Yeah. But they went to see somebody that told them they couldn't see anything. So they just left and then the injury got worse. So yeah, I just, exactly. I just felt like it was important to note that for people so that they can understand that they should see a, like you said, there's levels to it. So yeah. PRP also those used for other things other than injury, correct? Like people are using it for hair and stuff like that. Like, are yeah, they... it's, I think most people know about PRP now because of cosmetics, like it's yeah. all over social media, right? For hair, for PR, vampire Kim Kardashian did for her face. So like for vampire yeah. facial and stuff like that. So there's a lot of use cases for it, but um, as I was saying earlier, the, the, the PRP doesn't have any raw ingredients per se, right? You're just taking your own blood, you're concentrating and you're injecting it. So it has to work with your own immune system. Mm -hmm. So what that means is send, it's sending signals to your own body's immune system to start the regenerative process. It's just kind of giving it a boost. It's I saying, see. hey, start, start healing. But okay. there's no actual raw material in there, and which is why stem cells are much more exciting because stem cells which we'll which we'll start talking about now it's yeah. basically they actually have regenerative capabilities so okay. what that means is they can actually regrow new tissue inherently and they can divide into new tissue so you so that's the whole kind of um you know excitement behind stem cells and that's why so many people are talking about it okay so before we get to stem cells though i just have a couple other questions because you started doing other type injections uh after prp and i know you've done some you did some stuff for paul with his knees can you explain just a couple of those different injections that you're doing that are helping yeah, people yeah, with sure. injury, injuries and inflammation. Yeah, exactly. There's, yeah, there's definitely, I would say like, a, like you're right. There's like a pyramid, I would say almost. Yeah. So let's say the bottom of the pyramid is probably like, or whatever way you want to look at it. But the, with the first line treatment, I guess you could say is like cortisone, but like I rarely use cortisone because cortisone can weaken tendons. It can weaken cartilage. So it's actually probably more harmful than benefit. And there's actually been enough research on that now. So if your doctor is recommending cortisone, you should probably turn the other way. Um, and unless it's for like bursitis, which is like a very specific condition yeah. uh, where you, inflammation of the bursa and it can actually cure that. But for joints and tendons, that's bad news. Okay. Um, and then after cortisone, there's what's called hyaluronic acid. So okay. that's basically that's basically collagen, which mm -hmm. is like um, a lubricant that can buffer the joints, which is what we did for your buddy Paul, uh, yeah. because he basically had thinning of the cartilage in the kneecap, and mm -hmm. so it creates a cushion and it allows the kneecap not to rub, and that can last for a year, uh, sometimes even two years, and it works pretty effectively, but eventually yeah. it does stop working. Yeah. Um, and but that's a great like that's for me as my first line treatment usually for like osteoarthritis or cartilage issues. Can I ask you about, so you said it lasts for a year and Paul's had really good success with it. And then he's, he's just gotten his second shot with you. And I think it was almost a year later you said yeah. it stopped, you said it stops working, but 
as long as you keep redoing it, will it keep working or does it eventually? No, just... that's the problem. It, for some, whatever, because it, it's a degenerative condition, right? Osteoarthritis. Sure. So degeneration is going to keep happening over time. And the hyaluronic acid is not modifying the disease process. Okay. So all it's doing is it's giving you a cushion, which is great. But eventually after like, you know, probably you, most people I find after five to seven years, it stops working, okay. uh, which is still pretty good. And, and then that's where you usually go to the next step, uh, which is the platelet-rich plasma, which we talked about. Sure. Um, and then after PRP or potentially at the same time, or alternatively, you could use stem cells. Okay. Um, and there's a lot to talk about with stem cells, which we can un unpack. But if, yeah. but basically, I think the point is there's like a stepwise approach. And so you don't have to necessarily jump to the right to stem cells or right to PRP. Mm -hmm. um, it just depends case by case. There are some cases, obviously, you know, there's people who wait like five, 10 years to come go see the doctor. And then you go see them and they're like knees basically gone. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it's like bone on bone. And it's like, okay, well, like you don't really have many options at this point. It's like knee replacement yeah. or you could try stem cells kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So the common, so the, I think we've talked about stem cells before. And I remember you telling me that the reason they couldn't do it in North America was because they didn't have the scaffolding process. Cause people, I, I think people were under the assumption that if you just in, injected stem cells, they would go wherever they were needed in your body. And I think yeah. you, you explained to me that there was a process that kept them in the area that they were needed. Exactly. Like the, the 3D bioprinting and all that. But the technology has evolved in the last few years because okay. now we can actually isolate just the stem cells. The problem was like, and this is still the problem in North America, is like if I take if 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 I take your fat or if I take your bone marrow stem cells and just inject them back in, those aren't really true stem cells. They're okay. what's called progenitor cells. So that means they can turn into a few different types of tissue, but they don't really regrow tissue. What they do is they just reduce inflammation and they can last for a few years. So okay. when you, when anyone's saying they're getting stem cell injections in the States or in Canada, they're not really getting stem cell injections. And it's a bad misnomer because you have to isolate the stem cells. So okay. what that means is you have to process it in a lab and you isolate what's called the mesenchymal stem cells or mesenchymal stromal cells. And essentially you isolate them and then you actually culture them and expand them. So you grow them for a certain amount of time. Okay. And then that's what you inject. That's what, so that's purified MSCs as it's called. So let me simplify it for myself. So you're taking stem cells from the fat or the bone marrow. Does it matter which one? Fat is probably better. It actually tends to have more um, regenerative capability, but even better, even potentially better than that now where is umbilical cord tissue. Okay. So uh, yeah. when you take those stem cells, so in North America, they're just re-injecting those stem cells. And what you're saying, the process that you're doing outside of North America is you're growing those stem cells into a different version. Exactly. And that's and that, legal everywhere, every, literally everywhere in the world except North America. So uh, it's because of corruption in politics, if you're going to ask why. But, <laughs> I was just going to ask why. I'm sure you can go down a long road with that, but there, is there a summary you can give me as to why? Like what Well, you yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan had a guy named Brigham who's actually working with a scientist, Dr. Ian White, who's like this Harvard-trained scientist. And he's a scientist I'm working with and we're uh, partnered together on our proprietary stem cell product. But his, his buddy Brigham was on Joe's show and um, Joe asked him the same question. And it was basically comes down to 70% of the funding that FDA gets is from pharmaceutical companies donation. Uh, so I see it's in their best interest to not uh, have people using non-pharmaceutical interventions, including surgery, because surgery helps the whole system, right? It's a, yeah. it's a system that feeds itself. And the people, they do cortisone, it eats away at their joints, and then eventually they need surgery, and then they have to be on pain meds. And So it's, it's a, a perpetuating money-making machine, exactly, is what you're saying. Exactly, so, yeah. so basically you're saying by using stem cells, we're going to heal people, and they don't want to do that. Exactly. So okay, I, I get it. I get it. I've heard yeah. this before. Um, so, okay, so you, when you grow the stem cell, how does that work? What do you, can you explain? I don't know. I know it's probably a really complicated process, but what is, why is it better after you've, grown it and cultured it like what are you doing to yeah, it it's actually pretty easy like there, you know we don't we don't have to get into the culture mediums and how to expand it and all the technical stuff behind it um i think there's just two things people need to understand one is uh what's called flow cytometry where you actually measure the number of stem cells and you measure the different uh what's called cd markers which are the different surface markers on the stem cells to make sure you have good quality stem cells okay and so essentially if i take your if like we we're talking about earlier in north america just to give you perspective uh, if I take your stem cells or if I take just like non-expanded stem cells, you maybe have like 500,000, maybe a million. Mm -hmm. um, but if, in, in Mexico or in Italy or Dubai where I'm working, we can expand them to up to 200 million. 
So okay. their magnitude of order difference and is more better. Yes, actually it is. There's a lot of research on that. Um, like you probably for osteoarthritis for different conditions, probably like somewhere between 10 to 50 million is the right amount. Mm -hmm. And so you, you have to expand it basically to get good results. And if you don't expand it, then you're just kind of getting mixed results. And so that's where, again, making sure you have a doctor who knows what they're doing uh, with this type of stuff and the right dosages are given. So how did this, so explain to me how this came about with you starting in Toronto, working with bodybuilders and doing PRP. And then now, how did you get, where did the phone call come from to Dubai where you're like, we want you to come here and treat the Royal family. And how did this transpire? Like, can you explain a little bit? Uh, I don't know. It just seems like good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you have had, a, you've had, you know what? No, that's not true. I, you don't say that. Cause you, you've had good luck cause you've met a lot of great people, but you're very good at what you do. So, I mean, the yeah, two, I guess the word definitely travels. And yeah. the cool thing is like, I'm, it's almost like a secret society. Like, I, I mean, I don't have millions of followers online, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, I, you, the people I treat are the people who run society. Let's just say that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. uh, let's just, you know, the elite of the elite, the Kings, the rulers, uh, the, the highest paid athletes, stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Uh, um, who I get to connect with. Um, yeah. but the reality is the reason why I think I got that was just because, Yes, we were doing some cutting edge stuff. And I, what I did was I traveled the world. Um, so I, obviously I had my mentor, Dr. Galli in Toronto, but I, but I traveled the world. I went to Europe, I went to Asia, I went to America, and I just learned from different doctors. And then I kind of synthesized it all into my own approach. Um, yeah. And then my approach ended. So then you just kind of become like an end of one, so to speak. Yeah. Like you're the only one. Then I just kind of become the only one in the world who can do a lot of things and no one else can do it. Yeah. And then all, all of a sudden you're really sought after and then people talk and word spreads. Um, and the Dubai thing was actually funny enough. I, I mean, it was a fitness world because the trainer to the crown prince of Dubai followed me on Instagram. And then when this billionaire guy had an issue, they were like, who's the best in the world for like, you know, PRP because he wanted PRP. Yeah. But they're like this. <laughs> and then yeah, <laughs> and that, that's it. So, Dude, that's, that's incredible, man. It's such a good story. But people have to understand, though, it's it's you're good at what you do. And obviously, there's some luck involved. But you're also very, very available. Like yeah. I haven't, I don't remember, I don't know if that's just my own VIP treatment, but I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember a time when I've messaged you and been like, I need your help when you've been like, I'm busy. So like all of these things have to converge, which is like exactly. the, the talent, the work ethic, all of it. And then word starts to travel. Right. But you, you, you do work very, very, like you work all like seven days a week. You're there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm always, I guess, working in a sense because especially because of my business now, but it's also like, I genuinely enjoy it. And like, like you said, I'm pretty, I'm very accessible. Like I, even though like even with Instagram and like, even though I get so many DMs, I try my best to keep up and like yeah. emails I always respond to and messages and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's just because like, um, like it's crazy. Like I have, I've had so many stories where like literally I had one patient who came to Mexico cause she had, she had terrible, like long COVID. Mm -hmm. um, she had like breathing issues and she was just like suffering. She saw every respirologist and, and there's so many studies, there's been over 40 clinical trials on using IV stem cells for long COVID. So I was like, like, how come no one's offered this to you? And I just, I just checked my DM. So, and I responded to her and then like, like literally in Mexico, she was crying with tears because she was so happy that I was able to, I responded to her on Instagram and that she was, I was able to help her yeah. just because yeah. I, just cause I listened to her and like, it just, so for me, it's like, it's amazing that I can help like potentially change someone's life by just like not ignoring things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, so that's why it's like, yeah. I have a question about when you say uh, IV stem cell versus, is there, is there a system where you inject the stem cell into an area versus the IV? And what is what is the difference and why? Yeah. So generally speaking, the local injections are be like for, you know, a large tendon tear or advanced osteoarthritis. We inject it into the joint and into the bone for advanced osteoarthritis. So that's actually called intraosseous stem cell injections. Okay. Um, I was the first one in the world to use intraosseous expanded stem cell injections. But uh, so but basically, even with non-expanded stem cells, so let's just give a framework so people understand there's two there's two main categories of stem cells there's non-expanded and expanded so expanded okay. meaning you grow them and yep. then within that there's adult stem cells and there's perinatal stem cells so adult stem cells are obviously fat and bone marrow which we talked about and the perinatal obviously is like placenta amniotic oh, yeah. uh, umbilical cord blood and umbilical cord tissue so those are the type those are like the broad categories of stem cells mm -hmm. and so essentially what we're doing is we're taking the stem cells and we're by expanding them, we're increasing the count like we talked about. So we can use it to treat advanced osteoarthritis in a local injection, or we can use it, like you said, as a scaffold potentially for a large tendon or muscle tear 
okay. uh, and then we generate tissue that way. But IV, we do that for more like, like just like literally I had some patients who are like, it hurts, it hurts everywhere. Like my shoulder, hurts, my, <laughs> like knee, my knee hurts, my elbow hurts. Like yeah, literally. <laughs> so, so you're just kind of like, okay, like, I don't think it's practical to inject you in a hundred different spots. So, so that's where, and, and so the, the IV actually have, has an amazing homing mechanism um, and it, it actually can heal tissue throughout the body. Um, and, you know, one of our clients, uh, patients, he's openly talked about this. So Tony Robbins, he uses our product actually. Um, and because he, and he does it every six months just for longevity and anti-aging too, because it, it actually makes you younger at yeah. level. Uh, because you're taking, think about it, you're taking umbilical cord tissue or you're taking amniotic fluid and you're putting it through your whole body. So yeah. obviously it's going to have regenerative anti-aging longevity effects. Uh, plus now we know there's actually what's called immunomodulatory effects. Mm -hmm. So it's almost being called what's a stem cell transplant. Um, so if you take a high enough dose, which is about two milligrams per kilogram of stem cells. Yeah. So if you're like, you know, most people that would be like, you know, maybe 200 million because they're like, whatever, like 70 kilos or something like that. Um, but in terms of like what you do is you basically put them IV um, and it replaces your body's old stem cells, but it also signals to your immune system uh, and it changes the environment of the immune system. Think of it like okay. an ecosystem, yeah. like you're actually changing it. Like, have you heard of those? Uh, have you heard of those poop transplants? Like FMT? Poop transplants? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, fecal oh. mic microbial transplant. No, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, I, if there's anyone listening who's, who knows about inflammatory bowel disease, I'm sure they've heard of it. But I, I think a lot of people have heard of it now because it's um, basically you take someone's healthy poop yeah. and you put it into your col and you literally you put it into your uh, col colon. Uh, how does that? How because, does that help? Because it has good bacteria in there, and then it changes uh, the gets it's changing the ecosystem. And so this is the same oh, concept. Okay, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> How do you know what's good poop and bad poop? I don't understand. There's analysis based off the bacteria. So okay. yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There's good bacteria and bad bacteria, like probiotics, right? I know like there's good and bad bacteria. I just don't yeah. know how you separate it. Yeah, your... they analyze it. There's a way to analyze it now. So, it's so cool. you take that and you inject it back or you put it back into the colon? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, let me go back. Uh, to the IV treatment, you were saying that you're injecting, you know, 200 million new cells, new stem cells, and you say they replace the old cells, but what happens to the old cells? Like what happens to the older cells that are already in my body? I know this is a stupid question. I apologize, but no, no, no. no. What, what's actually happening is that it, I, I, it's a, I guess it was a bit of a misnomer, but essentially what happens as you age is the amount of stem cells you have, the reserve you have decreases. Okay. So just to give you an idea when you're born, you have about 200 million stem cells per cell. So you have like trillions of stem cells. Sure. And then by the, time, by the time you're 80, you have only 1 million stem cells per cell. Uh, so that's, okay. a huge, that's a huge decrease, right? So essentially you're losing your body's, it's called, it's one of the hallmarks of uh, aging. It's mm -hmm. called stem cell exhaustion. So I stem see. cell exhaustion is basically your body's uh, depleted of stem cells. And so you're just, re you're replacing and increasing the amount of stem cells in your body. So but, is this, sorry, go ahead. No, but, but but I think the important thing to emphasize is you're also changing the immune system. So you're making your body, because think 70% of your immune system is in your gut, right? Yeah. So this helps with the gut lining. This helps with reducing inflammation in the gut, which is why it's such a powerful tool. That's why a lot of our pro athletes are doing it just in the off season every year, because why not, right? So I have, so me and you have discussed this for many different reasons, but one one of the things we did talk about was we didn't talk about was IBS. So I have some symptoms of IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome for those that don't know. Um, so this potentially could repair that as well. Yeah, for sure. Because IBS is essentially has to do with like what's called gut dysbiosis, which is like imbalances in the bacteria, gut inflammation. Um, so this can help to repair the gut lining. And that is one of the reasons why people have IBS symptoms. It's so because you, the gut lining becomes damaged. So forgive me, all these are very basic questions. I don't, you know, I'm not a scientist. No, no, that's what we want. Yeah. So if you over time are, are losing stem cells and things are aging, obviously, 
Does that mean things like your pancreas? These people talk about, you know, your pancreas being exhausted from releasing too much insulin and whatever. Like, yes. does this mean all of that can, can be refreshed to some degree? Yeah. Well, there's actually, <laughs> there's clinical trials on, uh, like, you know, the word cure is a strong word, but there's actually trials on curing type 2 diabetes using stem cells. Really? Uh, and then they're using it for Alzheimer's, using it for Parkinson's. Uh, they're using it for basically think of any degenerative condition, like, and mm -hmm. obviously in your case, we talked about chronic kidney disease, yeah, anything yeah. degenerative, anything degenerative in nature, stem cells can treat, uh, slow down, uh, or potentially even cure if they're, if with the technology as it advances. Um, so it's actually remarkable because like, think about it, most, most conditions are degenerative, right? That's yeah. what, that's the problem in society, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's degenerative conditions. It's like coronary heart artery disease, cancer. It's um, osteoarthritis. These are the things that plague people. And how do we how do we combat that or prevent that instead of just putting people on pharmaceuticals for the rest of their life? Yeah, uh, yeah. And so that's where and that's where these treatments come in. And that's why, you know, to Joe Rogan and Tony Robbins and all these people are promoting it openly now because it, we, we know it works uh, and the pharmaceutical companies can't really do anything about it anymore. So let me ask you this. When we talk about heart and you talk about regeneration. How does this affect cholesterol? Because I know like, you know, obviously plaque buildup in the arteries is an issue. Can stem cells help with that in any way or is that not connected? Um, not cholesterol directly, but the reason why people get heart attack or the reason why people actually um, get problems with cholesterol is because of what's called inflam like inflammation and oxidative stress. Okay. It's when the cholesterol becomes oxidized. Or when the inflammation around the cholesterol is so high, it causes it to become unstable, and then the plaque goes off, and then it ruptures and causes like a blockage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so basically, the stem cells can prevent or treat heart disease in a sense, yes, because and there's been trials on that is because of reducing inflammation and reducing oxidative stress. Okay. So you're you're targeting targeting the underlying mechanisms that actually cause coronary artery disease because cholesterol isn't the problem, right? Cholesterol, yeah. It's then that's why you have to look at when we've talked about this before. You have to look at what's called the fractionation of the cholesterol, the particle sizes, the oxidation, yeah. all the inflammatory markers, yeah. coronary calcium score. Like there's so many. There's such a bigger picture, yeah. and uh, most doctors like. I mean, I think a lot of doctors are starting to educate themselves, but like a lot of doctors are still like very outdated. So the reason I asked though, is I, I kind of understand the way the plaque works and how it breaks off and blocks the artery, but is the plaque buildup in the beginning? That's not, I mean, that shouldn't be there, right? Like the original, no, that, yeah, the original plaque buildup in the artery lining is not supposed to be there. No. Okay. But that, so, that's a combination of cholesterol and chronic inflammation. And that's chronic inflammation is something you can reduce definitely through stem cell treatments. But you won't be able to reduce any of the plaque buildup that's already there. You're basically just reducing inflammation so the plaque buildup doesn't break off. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So how would somebody, I don't know if you can answer this, but how would somebody elim not eliminate, but if they're starting out, they're 20 years old, they don't want to have plaque buildup when they're 40. How does somebody stay away from that? Like keep from having plaque buildup? Well, just the usual stuff like high fiber, exercise, yeah. post-stress, okay. like meditation, all that, you know, lifestyle yeah. stuff. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a high genetic propensity to it, then there are medications, obviously, like we talked about, like, I think, like, you know, cholesterol and PCSK9 inhibitors, which are yeah, the we've, ones. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about that. Um, I kind of want to get into the P PSK9. Is that, is it PSK9? PCSK9. PCSK9. <laughs> okay. So that's, <laughs> that's a new one that's actually been prescribed to me through Merrick Health. That we discussed. Yeah, uh, why did they briefly. recommend it? You should share with everyone, I guess. Why did they recommend it to you? Well, I mean, my my cholesterol, my cholesterol was high, and I think they said that it was to protect my heart, protect me from a heart attack, is what they were saying. Is because the inflammation was high, also in my markers. So maybe you can explain better than I can why they. Well, yeah, the problem is that so the traditional medications, which are called statins, yeah. which are cholesterol lowering drugs. Um, they actually aren't that like, they're okay. Like, but there, there's something called number needed to treat, which is like how many people have to take this medication to actually prevent a heart attack. Um, and the number needed to treat for cholesterol is act for statins is actually like something like one in 200. So it's actually not that effective. So whereas PCSK9 inhibitors are, I, I think I, I remember reading something like one in 10 or something. So, so it's like potentially 20 times better. Okay. Well, uh, what, like, it, what does it actually, how does it actually do? Like, what's the mechanism of action? Do you know? So it's, um, it's a, I believe, actually, I think it's a monoclonal antibody. So what that means is it works by um, blocking the production of the cholesterol in the, like, instead of lowering 
the cholesterol like a statin does. It helps yeah. to decrease the production of it. Okay. 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 So yeah, so I'm supposed to start using that. But the the real reason we I, I wanted to bring you on was an issue that a lot of bodybuilders have, and that's um, kidney disease. A lot of bodybuilders struggle with kidney disease, and it's for many different reasons. One, steroid abuse. One, uh, obviously, your weight being high, obviously eating tons of food and all these contributing factors to that could lead to kidney disease, high blood pressure, which is, I think, my predominant reason why I have it. But you were telling me that there is a lot of studies now that show that stem cells are helping regenerate kidneys. So, yeah. in, the, so in the past, the, the common theme has been once your kidneys are gone, they're gone. And you can't, you can't really replace whatever's damaged. You can only just hope to keep it where it's at. And now you're kind of explaining to me that stem cells can help me bring my kidneys back. So how is, what does the process look like and, and how promising is it? Well, every organ as it degenerates uh, gets what's called fibrosis or scar tissue to a component of it. Um, so you can get obviously like lung fibrosis, like that happens after COVID, liver fibrosis or cirrhosis, which is happens to a lot of alcoholics. Um, and in kidney, obviously that case with a lot of anabolic steroid users, um, they get decreased kidney function and they get scarring and fibrosis as well. Uh, so it, it, will it regrow you a new kidney? No. But what it will do is it can help to regenerate some of the fibrosis or scar tissue and damage that's in the kidney, which can increase the kidney function. And like you were saying, there are trials, there are trials on this and there's many trials being done right now. Um, the most effective way to do it is actually to do it a combination of IV and then you can actually inject it into the, into the vein that feeds into the kidney directly. And then that can help to regenerate the uh, help to regenerate um, and increase the function of the kidney. So it's exciting because up until now we basically had no option. It was basically just like wait and see what you know, just yeah. <laughs> nothing, and just a hope for dialysis, and then just like what you know. But now yeah. it's exciting. We can, we can like we said talking about earlier. The principle, I think, if people can remember one thing, it's stem cells can fight any degenerative process. Sure. Uh, so that's and then that includes kidney disease too, right? Because it's degenerative. Does that include hair growth? Yes. So I can grow my hair back. Gray, even gray hair. There's some people like, <laughs> you can get rid of. Okay, wait a minute. So I have, I've been told by, and I know we get, we're going to go back to the kidneys, I promise. But I've been told from uh, hair transplant companies that I can't get my hair back because I've, I've already lost too much, I guess. So you're uh, give me two years. We're going to be, so we have our own regenerative medicine company, but um uh, and we're we're just scaling right now, so we have a proprietor. But we're going to be acquiring the stem cell company in the states. That uh, basically, you can take one hair follicle from okay. the back of your hair, and yeah. you can use stem cell technology, like we're talking about, to expand it. So you yeah. can, you can grow a whole, you can grow five thousand hair follicles, and then you just implant them one by one. Can I be the first uh, trial person? For sure. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but it's already, it's already it, the company is already there. They're doing an FDA approved clinical trial. It's going to be obviously it's going to be a huge, huge business because it's going to so many men want that. I get the um, I get it, first crack, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, this is live. We're going to record this. this <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold me, hold me to it. <laughs> um, okay, going back to more importantly, going back to the kidneys is it's important because, like you said. For me, for example, you know, I've seen a nephrologist and he's basically said to me, look, we got to keep your GFR, your creatinine levels where they are, and there's no way to bring them back up. Let's just keep them here. And as they go down, like you said, you're at dialysis. And then the next step after that is hopefully a kidney transplant to keep you alive. And that's pretty much all the options we have. So what is the potential success rate that you know of, or, or how likely is it that this is going to really help me regenerate any of my kidney function? So in terms of making a meaningful difference, it's going to, for most, it does work. Like it's going to be, you're going to notice some sort of change. Like, is it going to go from back to normal? No, but it can, yeah. generally speaking, you're going to go from um, like anywhere from 25 to 50% increase in kidney function, which is wow. still pretty significant. And that can, and then, and then again, the other big thing is, okay, let's say even if it goes 10%, but the big thing is it, it slows down the degenerative process, which is huge, right? Because yeah instead of going this direction, you can now go in the other direction, or sure. at least you can, stop, or at least you can stop and slow down. And that's yeah. the big thing about stem cells, right? Is that at least you can slow down the degenerative process. And it, those are called disease modifying drugs. But now this is obviously a disease modifying intervention. So sure. it's, it's disease modifying because it's changing the natural course of the chronic disease, which is normally just, you know, going down, down, down. So that's the cool part about it. This is insane to me that you can you have a you have a technique that can 
solve diabetes, liver issues, kidney issues, heart issues. And the FDA is just saying no. Like, it's crazy to me that because a lot of people might be skeptical. They're like, well, if it's this powerful and it's this helpful, and I understand the money side of things, but like, I can't understand why nobody has made a, a more concerted effort to make this available to people. It's, I mean, that's, I think that's why, like, look at Panama, Mexico, Colombia, like, why is there pop up stem cell clinics everywhere around the States? It's because yeah. there's probably millions of, I think by now, millions of people have been treated by that. And that's the other thing you can't, it, you, there's, yes, there is a lot of research on it too, but there, I think there is also power in numbers and anecdotes. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, I always say like, do you, do you need a randomized control trial on knowing whether or not parachutes work? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, are, you not, yeah. are you not going to use a parachute? Cause there's no studies on it. Like <laughs> yeah. there's, cause there's doctors who think there's doctors who think like that. Like I'm, they're just asinine and they're just like, yeah. like you've seen, you've seen thousands and thousands, if not millions of people being treated by stem cells at this point. Can you not accept the fact that they might work? Um, and we are getting, and there's just more and more data every year coming out about it. But, and even look at me, like I came on your podcast a few years ago and I was kind of skeptical about it, but now it's like the data has evolved. And I'm, I, I, and as a scientist, I'm always trying to prove myself wrong. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. um, you know, and COVID is a perfect example of that too, right? Like, I, I mean, I was always on the cautious side about the vaccines and about the lockdowns, but now all the data is coming out. It's like, Hey, we probably shouldn't have done that, but yeah, you know, yeah. but there's a lot of doctors who won't admit they were wrong. Uh, yeah. and let's. And that's the bad, that's just being intellectually dishonest, uh, which is unfortunately very common in my community. So you are in Dubai. Who are you predominantly treating there? You're, you're treating mostly anti-aging. How many athletes are you treating while you're there? Uh, no, it's not a lot of athletes. Um, actually, uh, Big Rammy is going to be coming, I think, next is week he? or something. But yeah. <laughs> so let we me, can talk me. about that because it was interesting because he, I think he lost Olympia because of his lower back, his multifidus muscles uh, probably weren't as well developed as they should have been. What's multifidus? I'm way off. Yeah, it's, it's the muscle at the bottom, like the, you know, those big striated lower back muscles, like um, your erectors, your erectors. Yeah. And yes. the multifidus is, is one of the muscles in the erectors. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. So when you look at Rami's back double bicep from like 2013 to, to now, the lats have come up quite a bit and almost look like they've disappeared for lack of a better word. So is he seeing you to try and regenerate that? Not for the, not for that, but is that something that you can potentially? Yes. Well, do? that's well. He he obviously the reason why that's happening is because he most likely has. I have I've only connected with him recently is because he, I have to look at his MRIs, but most likely he has degenerative disc disease, um, which is where in the spine obviously the discs start to degenerate, and then because of that the muscles around there can start to atrophy as well. Okay. So it's like one thing leads to another. So sure. we have to we're gonna most likely have to treat his disc, and then we're gonna have to obviously treat the muscle as well. But the muscle, the cool thing is. Yes, the stem cells can help to regenerate the muscle. Um, and then if you treat the underlying problem too, then he can hopefully build back that muscle over the next uh, year. Okay, so it's not, so bodybuilders now that have um, issues with muscle tissue not being what it used to be can actually repair that. So like my tricep, for example, can we fix that? Can you give me a new tricep? <laughs> well, you already had surgery on that, so. <laughs> oh, I already fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right no yeah but we could we, we'll see what we can do for you when you come down here all right so what exactly are we going to do can you can you walk me through it so i come down there i fly to dubai i get in how is the system set up there is it, is it like stuff i've heard on rogan where you're in panama and they have their own hospital and their own hotel and it's all like connected or what is the system in dubai how is it there? uh yeah we have our own they they do have a hotel they affiliate themselves with and we do have everything in-house so uh, we're the only facility in all of Middle East that has a stem cell manufacturing and also the only clinic approved to do stem cells. Okay. So that's why, so we so we kind of have a monopoly on it in this region. Yeah. And basically what we do is we expand the stem cells in-house, uh, but we don't have to necessarily use your own stem cells because if we know you're coming from out of town, typically we'll just use donor stem cells. Um, and then so they'll be ready to go. We just need like a three days notice to get them ready and everything. Mm-hmm. So whenever you come in, we'll get them ready and prepped. And then you come in, the IV itself only takes one to two hours. Um, and then depending on if there's any like injuries or nagging spots that you want tuned up or if, or if we see your tricep is degenerated or weakened, uh, then we can put some in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then that's, it's pretty much it. It's a pretty painless treatment and it only takes a little bit of time. Uh, and then, so, and often, so, sorry. So I come in, 
I stay the night, the next morning, it's like a day treatment. Like you get it done in a couple yeah, hours kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And, that's it. And then am I good to go? Like I get up and leave or like, do I have to like stay that's in it, bed yeah. for a day? No, no, that's it. You could, we you just monitor your blood pressure for 15 minutes, make sure you're good. And then you're good to go. Uh, and the side effects are pretty minimal. Like sometimes people might get nausea, headache, like worst case, maybe a fever for two, three days if they have a strong immune response yeah. uh, and then they're good. And so you that's why it's, it's such a minimally invasive treatment. That's kind of just like, why wouldn't everyone do this? And uh, yeah, and it's, it's becoming like that where it's like, if you can afford it, pretty much everyone's doing it. But I could, I could flip that and kind of say, I think people aren't doing it. It sounds too good to be true. So basically, so basically I fly to see you. I lay in a bed for a couple hours. You inject me to a whole bunch of places and I walk away and then I'm new. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's, it's, it sounds exactly. you're younger and you're, and, and we're putting an IV. So you're younger on a cellular level, you're healthier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've probably potentially increased your lifespan based off the biomarkers and the studies. Uh, and then we've also slowed down the degenerative process. So why wouldn't like, and then you can increase like some pro NHL guys who went, who had it done. They said their concentration, their mood got better. Uh, I had one NHL player who was 35 and he was thinking about retiring. Um, and he had the IV treatment done. And then within six months, he said he felt like he was 25 again. And then he did, he's not going to retire. So maybe, like, maybe I'll do the master's Olympia. Um, Okay, this is this is honestly, it's it's crazy. Like it's so how long would I take? So after I leave, after I leave, I just next day I get back on a plane and I take off. How long before I start to feel like my elbows feel better, my knees feel better, or like, maybe my breathing is better, like my kidneys markers are are better, like how long before I see stuff in my blood work or feel anything? Yeah, most of the time, it'll take like minimum three months, but um, it can take up to six months, I would say is when most people start seeing those type of uh, changes. Okay. So it does take time because, again, you're modifying your immune system and that modification of the immune system is going to take time. It's not overnight. Um, although there are some people where their pain, where, for example, in chronic pain, their pain is very inflammatory. Uh, and then as soon as you give them the IV stem cells, they're, they feel better with it. They're like, oh, my pain's all gone within a week or two. And really? that's just because their pain was so inflammatory related and the stem cells are so anti-inflammatory. Uh, but it's different if you're looking at more like, you know, chronic disease and like, um, yeah. you know, breathing and kidney and stuff like that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So acute issues we would notice right away, but chronic issues. Yeah, are gonna... yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Crazy, man. So what is it going to be? Have you worked on the King yet? Uh, actually, I am probably in a week or two. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you nervous? What's it? What's it? What's it like? Does the king walk in? Oh well, yeah, they just hold a gun to your head, and if you screw up, you're dead. But that, other than that, is I don't think you're allowed to say that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so you're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Like, I think people have a lot of misconceptions about what that's like. So, no, no, the culture here. They're so no, no. I don't mean that. I don't mean the guns. I don't think people. I'm. I'm saying like. Yeah. But what's it like? Like, do you do you treat him? Does he come to you, or do you go to the? Um, usually you go to their palace and you do your thing and bring your stuff there sometimes. But with um, Alabar, I was going to treat him at his palace, but then he ended up coming to the clinic to see me. And he's, like I said, even though he's not a king, he is actually the real king of Dubai because he built Dubai. Yeah, um, yeah. He's like the most successful businessman in all of Middle East. And yeah. uh, he, uh, even though, you know, he, um, he, he has a palace and all that, he just came to the clinic and I did my treatment for him over there but it's high pressure right like especially that was my first time coming to Dubai in March and treating him and it was just like the probably the highest pressure situation I've ever been in my life in terms of treating a patient because I was say. you can't you know if you if you get an infection if something happens like you're you know you're in trouble <laughs> so you, really have to, <laughs> you got everything and you gotta you know you want to not try to hurt them too much and you want to do everything like perfectly and uh, but it's good. Like I, I, I succeeded in that situation and I treated his wife too. And his wife had like an issue for six months. She couldn't sleep. And because of me, she could sleep. And he should, so he obviously loved me. And like, because he's, he's friends with all the Royal family guys. So he recommended me to them. So that, that's, you know, once you treat the top guys, they all know each other. Right. And so, um, so now I'm just like on this whirlwind of treating billionaires and celebrities and all this stuff. So it's kind of fun. This is so, I'm so happy for you, man. This is so it, crazy. Thanks. Yeah, I know. It's funny how it started with, I remember my first Instagram post was actually with you and it was just like, like just you and me, like being like 
go see Dr. Khan. He's doing blood work. And it was like, I had like two followers. And it was just, you like, know, how this, it started because I actually knew, I didn't know Dr. Gallia's daughter was working out at world gym. Oh, and I was like, and then somebody told me, I was like, they're like, that's, I'm like, I, I was talking, I was complaining about pain or something. And they're like, that's Dr. Gallia's daughter. So, and I didn't know how to get in to see Dr. Gallia. So I went and asked her <laughs> yeah. and then she set me up with the appointment. But when I got there, they, he sent me to you. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm being passed off to the assistant, but now it's been the best. It's been it's yeah. the best thing ever that's happened to me. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've, uh, yeah, I'm always gonna be grateful to him. But uh, I think I, yeah, I mean, I've we're not working together anymore just because I've moved past. Uh, I, I've actually moved past probably what even he's doing, yeah. just because you know he's he's still at PRP. But um, PRP is great. But uh, stem cells are definitely the future. And. Um, on that note, we're actually building a, I got recruited to build a hospital in Mexico. Um, and we're going to build a, this going to be the first regenerative medicine hospital in the world. And it's going to be four stories, beautiful. And we're going to have, uh, gene editing, 3d bioprinters and, uh, all sorts of cool stuff that uh, will be the world's first to do. So what is, what is gene editing? What does that mean? Um, I'm sure you've heard of CRISPR, right? Have you heard of CRISPR technology? No. Um, oh, yeah. So CRISPR, CRISPR is like the big. It's a it's a big conglomerate of like the first gene editing technology, which is basically where they can use um, a specific enzyme to target specific genes and actually edit them. Meaning you can either cut them out or you can change them to kind of do what you want. Uh, so, like if you, so, so, so if you have a gene that's like hurting you in some way, you can just take it out of your body. Exactly. So that's where so gene editing. So that's why it's being obviously it's being used to cure certain genetic conditions that are just purely genetic. But most most conditions aren't purely genetic. They're what's called epigenetic, which means like the environmental inputs on the gene change how those genes get expressed. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's all about transcription factors and those gene. And then so, but the cool thing now, what what we can do is we can use gene editing with stem cell therapy. Meaning you can edit the stem cells using gene editing therapy to do what you want. Uh, okay, so this sounds, like, this sounds like science fiction, but it's actually already being used. So there's a, there's a treatment called CAR T. Um, so you take the T cells, which are part of your immune system, like, and then you use gene editing technology to, and then you edit the T cells to target the cancer cells, for example, in like hematological cancers. And they actually cure a cancer because they're actually killing the T cells. I mean, they're actually killing the cancer cells. Yeah. Um, the same thing with like, they use it for lupus. There was a trial using CAR T for that. Um, and this is just the beginning. So gene editing and cell therapy together and tissue engineering, which is a 3D bioprinters, like all three of those together uh, are going to revolutionize medicine. And I'm excited to be part of it. And uh, that's why we started a company. We started a company called Regeneratus. Um, we're a startup, but we basically have um, our own proprietary stem cell product, which we're manufacturing and we're selling to other clinics. Yeah. Uh, but we're also going to be um, getting into, you know, eventually into gene editing and cell therapy and everything. And uh, you know, the cool thing about being in Dubai is when you have a startup company and it's very easy to get investors. <laughs> so <laughs> we, yeah, it, it was, uh, it took me all of three days to raise $10 million. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it pays to know the right people. No, um, yeah, well, really? Yeah. So let me go back to the gene editing thing, just so I can simplify it for myself. So if, when people talk about hereditary disease, like if I have like a, like my dad had a heart, um, a heart condition. So and people say that's passed down to you genetically. Is this what you're talking about? So we can like change yes. that? You can change the, you can change the way that gene is going to express itself using gene editing and cell therapy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's crazy, man. And that, that's the future, right? Instead of, and that's why pharmaceutical companies are suppressing this as much as possible because you're not going to be just managing symptoms anymore. You're actually going to be treating people and putting them in remission or curing them or curing them altogether. Yeah, so yeah. if chronic disease management goes away, which I think it will in 20, it's going to be, it's going to take probably 20 years, but it will, yeah. it will happen in our lifetime. Yeah. Uh, and eventually pharmaceutical companies won't be just managing people anymore. Uh, instead, regenerative medicine companies will be curing people and tr putting them in remission and actually treating them. So, uh -huh. and that's why regenerative medicine, there's so much money being poured into it. There's a lot of startups out there and um, our company is, very focused on large scale um, development, but there's a lot of companies that are focused on incurable diseases and all sorts of other stuff. So it's a really exciting time and um, it's fun to be, you know, part of this world. What did you, what is, can you explain briefly what, or not briefly, can you explain what um, 3D printing is, 3D bioprinting? What is that? Yeah. So it's called um, like, basically it's, it's, it's biomaterials. So it, you use what's called bio ink. Okay. Um, so it's essentially you're, you're using like a material that can, and cells basically okay. uh, and then you can 
you can actually grow cells or you can you can print cells and then you, or you can grow scaffolds which are synthetic scaffolds as well so sure. the reason you'd want to do that is because for example if you want to regrow a kidney um we're not there yet but yeah, in, yeah. In, the foreseeable, in the foreseeable future we can use 3d bioprinting uh to print the cells and print the scaffold that you need to actually grow a kidney and then you can implant it into some person so instead um, of waiting so instead of waiting in a five-year line to get a kidney transplant now you can just make one exactly and th What's... that will be available my my timeline on that is probably 2030 2031 um what, because what they're is... already starting to do animal studies on it it's, there has to be some drawback to creating a kidney from nothing well <laughs> not from nothing from stem cells <laughs> but like but like how to like it, that sounds scary man <laughs> I don't just but... creating organs like you know what well, I mean didn't you hear about the first embryo that was or like synthetic embryo that's created just from yeah. um yeah, so that that was a thing, right? So basically, they created an embryo just from cells in the petri dish. So it's like, are you playing God at that point? Like, I don't yeah. know, right? Like, you're yeah. just creating things, and so it it becomes very there's like you know it controversial, and like there's lots of like obviously ethical issues behind that too. But um, I think I think people aren't going to be creating embryos and using them just for whatever sake. Like that's very unethical, obviously. But yeah. um, but where I do see it is there was actually a Nobel Prize that was given out a few years ago. Um, for what's called induced pluripotent stem cells. And that's where you can take any cell in your body. So I could take your muscle cell or your fat cell and I can turn it into a naked stem cell. So okay. what's a naked stem cell? So like it a can be anything. Stem, it can yeah. be anything. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So and that's that was the new reason it was given a Nobel Prize, obviously, was because it's such a huge discovery. Yeah. Um, so they're called iPSC cells. And there's so much research being going into iPSC cells now because if you can reprogram cells, then you can kind of you can kind of get them to do what you want, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that's that's really the future of medicine. So obviously, for people with good morals and good ethics, this is all a very positive thing uh, to be able to treat people and all that. But walk walk through walk through this with me for one second, just mm -hmm. on a philosophical side. When people are like, "Hey, people are supposed to die at a certain time," or people are supposed to, you know, degenerate. Like, yeah, does this philosophical argument? play into your mind at all or you're like listen i'm helping people period that's all i care about well i think from like the philosophical perspective longevity and anti-aging have been a thing that humans have been chasing for since the beginning of time basically like looking yeah. for the elixir of life yeah. so i think it's something we've always wanted and now it's actually going to be potentially become a reality uh and i don't think that's a bad thing i think we just have to um you know it's, it's not like you're gonna be able to live forever there's yeah. no like people who are trying to cure aging are living in a delusional world like right. you can't cure you're not gonna be able to cure aging but you can i think using gene editing and cell therapy and all that you can definitely slow it down uh and personally like i you know i'm gonna be i do the ivy stem cells on myself i'm gonna do them every year just why not right yeah. you <laughs> do them on your, you do them on yourself yeah because i mean I, I have access to it and it can potentially it can help me live longer and i'm young and so i'll hopefully won't age <laughs> and i'll be uh <laughs> <laughs> like, how long how long have you been doing it on yourself just i started this year because that's when i started getting into it so have you noticed anything yeah i've noticed more energy better sleep um people said like my skin like my face looks i always kind of look on the younger side but like, yeah. you look younger. even better uh, yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> and then uh but the idea is i think i think i think realistically like you know they're saying the generation z will live till at least 100 but like i think more i think they're underestimating like i think even millennials we can with the right IV there with even what we have now, you could probably like 120, 130. I think it's gonna be very common. So this is kind of expensive at this point for the majority exactly. for the majority so, of people. Do you think this will reach a point where oh for sure? Because it's just like any other technology. So yeah. so the biggest reason for the expensive cost is what's called cell manufacturing, mm -hmm. uh, which is where you have to grow the stem cells. And this is important for people to know because you know, when you go to Panama and when you're going to some of these places, the quality control isn't the greatest. Um, so making sure you're training, you know, uh, making sure they don't have infection and making sure you're getting good quality stem cells. Um, so I work with one of the top scientists, you know, I work one from Harvard, Dr. Ian White. Um, you can look him up and he's like, like literally the godfather of stem cells. Uh, and then I work with Dr. Giuseppe uh, Mucci here in the, e in the East, uh, like Italy and uh, Dubai and all that stuff. And he's, he's again, he's a, like a world renowned scientist and he, he manufactures cells, but he's able, he has a patent on manufacturing cells. It's about 10 times cheaper than it used to be. Okay. So it's going to bring the cost curve down significantly. And so we're we're just in the process of acquiring that patent. So we're going to be able to manufacture cells at a much cheaper price than anyone else in the world. Mm -hmm. And then we can distribute and sell them. And then instead of being 20,000, it'll probably be more like 10,000. 
Uh, and then, you know, as the demand goes up and up and eventually you might be able to even bring it down even more. Um, I, I think the best analogy I would say is like, it's like electric vehicle batteries. Um, you know, batteries used to cost $400 per kilowatt hour. And then yeah. now after 10 years, they cost $100 per kilowatt hour. So yeah. it went down, you know, like so much. And that's the same thing with stem cell technology. They used to actually cost like 40 to 50,000. Yeah. And now yeah. it costs about 20 to 30, depending where you go. Um, so, so I think, yeah. So is that the full cost? So just, you know, I, obviously everywhere is different, but let's say your, your clinic in Dubai, somebody from North America wants to go there. Obviously they got to pay their flight and hotel and all that stuff. But what is the actual treatment cost for someone like me? If I want to go there and, and get whatever well, you get I the need special, to you get the special rate. But every <laughs> okay. But let's say, I'm, let's say the average person goes there and they get, and they, and they want to get whatever it is, their hair or their kidneys or whatever. What's yeah, the if they want to get the IV, if they want to get the IV kind of like full body treatment, yeah. um, generally that's going to be between twenty to twenty five thousand US dollars. Okay. Uh, and uh, but I am doing it in Los Cabos too, and I'm doing it in Italy, so there are closer places. Sure. Uh, I have a bunch of I'm doing it in Italy in May, uh, and in, and in January during the All Star break because I have a few pro pro guys flying down. Yeah. Uh, but I'm doing it after the NHL and NBA season in May because I have a bunch of the hockey like pro, again the, so many of the pro athletes like why wouldn't they have multi million dollar contracts? Yeah. Like, like there's literally why wouldn't no you, yeah why wouldn't it. you spend the 20 grand yeah obviously. exactly for them it's like a no-brainer so they all want it they all want to do it yeah. yeah that's so crazy man so yeah that's it's quite pricey but if somebody said to me look you got to take out a loan for a new kidney you know if, if somebody's going because they want to get like you know their knee pain fixed and they don't have a lot of money that's a little different but if somebody says hey yeah. you have a kidney you have kidney disease or you have a heart condition or whatever I mean, it's worth taking out a loan if you have to, to get something like this done, if, if it's actually going to work, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the, I think that's the big thing. I found a lot of people, I was actually shocked at how many people were willing to do it, who I, you know, who are willing to stretch themselves a little bit thin, yeah. uh, just because they're people, it's changed, right? Even like, like millennials, but like, I obviously I, even the, the older generation and even Gen Z, like everyone's so into health and longevity now. Yeah. Like it's really the the sentiment, especially after COVID, like there's such a distrust of pharmaceutical companies yeah. and people don't trust them. And like, they don't, they want to take health into their own hands, which is great. Um, and so people are willing to spend money on their health now. Like it's, it's yeah. a really different time we're living in. The thing is though, even with the anti-aging and I'm not saying stem cells is like this, but even with the anti-aging movement, I guess you want to call it, there is some things that are kind of shady. Like people take oh, there's so many shapes, like snake this, oil cells. this pill will keep you from being older or this, this supplement or this, do you think people are going to put stem cells in that category for now until more people start doing it? Uh, I, I say five years ago, it was in that category, but now yeah. there's just so much research on it. And like, you yeah. can't really fight it anymore. Like there's like, yeah. a, like stem cells are being used to treat over 80 medical conditions. Really? Like, yeah. And so like, how can you, how can you say stem cells don't work or they don't have any effectiveness? And there's just so much data on it and the data is just, it's just piling up more and more. Right. And, um, it, it's one of those things that you're going to see a sh you're uh, eventually like, there's always early adopters, right? I'm an early adopter, obviously as a doctor from I'm, what I'm doing, but I've always been that I've always been on the innovative and pioneering side of things. Yeah. Uh, but I bet you anything like I can in five to 10 years, you'll see pretty much every doctor talking about it or offering it. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, it, it's kind of like, you know, plastic surgery was in the 1980s where very few plastic surgeons were doing cosmetic surgery. And the ones who were, were super, like, you know, super successful because they're on the pioneering of it. But then yeah. by the 1990s, it wasn't just celebrities doing it. It was everyone was doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of the way it is now with stem cells. I think right now it's really accessible to, you know, wealthier people, influencers, people who are able to access that stuff. But in five to 10 years, probably everyone will have access to it. Yeah. So the only other question I have about the stem cells is like PRP, you said there are levels to who can do it, and who can't, how should someone go about finding a stem cell uh, clinic that they can trust or that is reputable? Is there, is there a way to know who's going to be good and who's not? Well, obviously I, our brand Regeneratus is going to be supplying a lot of those clinics. So sure. you can look for Regeneratus supplying them, which we will be over the next year. Uh, and then the other thing is, so the big, the two biggest things that we do and that you should look for are um, flow cytometry. So ask the clinic if they're doing flow cytometry, which is like the analysis of the stem cells and the cell markers. Okay. And then two, ask them about quality control. Like 50% of the money we spend on cell manufacturing actually just goes on quality control. 
So we're spending a lot of money on quality control just to make sure there's not infection and making sure you're getting the right count and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. those are the two biggest things. And like, there's a lot of people taking shortcuts so they can save money, but then that can, like if you get an infection or if you get something bad, like this can be devastating, right? So yeah. you gotta make sure like this is, you're not, this is not a joke, right? It's IV treatment. Like it can screw you up if you're not doing the right treatment. Well, I was going to ask if you get an infection at that level, like that deep a level to the cell. Yeah, you get, like, sex, you get sepsis and you end up in the hospital and you could die. So yeah, you have to yeah, really. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. Um, okay. So you're in Dubai, then you're in Italy, then you're in Los Cabos. Yeah. So my question Perfect. to you is how do you have such a pleasant family and wife that they're willing <laughs> to just travel the world with you and not, not complain that they have to be towed and around I, everywhere? No, it's, it's true. Like, I mean, I mean, courage, courage takes uh, support and I'm very lucky. I have a very supporting family and friends and they is no, they're, they're the best. So I'm lucky. And they're yeah. plus, I mean, my kids are kind of young. They're only three and one, so, or three and two. So they're, you know, for them, it's yeah. fun to travel around and whatever, but yeah. probably in a few years, it might be harder for them. But, um, but yeah, we're all over. We're, we're opening up a clinic in uh, Fort Lauderdale too, actually. We just got the um the we got the pa florida panthers facility so it's awesome the, the professional hockey team so they yeah. um there, there was a, obviously there's so many people who wanted it but they gave yeah. it to they gave it to us or me mainly because uh we can attract people from all around the world to their place yeah. that's so good man good for you it's gonna be pretty cool and like you know we're gonna be in the hub in a hub in florida and we'll be again we can treat all these u.s athletes so it'll be awesome how much stuff do you have to buy your wife for her to be okay with all this <laughs> Let's just, say, let's just say I'm a regular at uh, Chanel and Dior. <laughs> um, what, how, uh, how good has Dubai been though? Are you doing a lot of stuff there? Are there oh, dude, it, it's on people like, like I would say everyone should come visit Dubai at least once in their lifetime. Yeah. Um, not just the grandiose, the grandiose of everything, but honestly, there's a lot to experience food wise. It's incredible. They've really built it to be like the best city in the world. And it's yeah. not, it's not a lie when they say that. And the food, it's like, the food, the experiences, everything like, um, and there's like, if people think it's really expensive, yes, there are like, but you can get like a $20 meal. You can get like a $2,000 meal. Right. Yeah, so yeah. there's something for everyone and it's not necessarily bad. Like, um, <laughs> the New York New Year's Eve party we went to, like, it just, I'm, like the guy I was with, he, he hosted us and, but it was a hundred thousand dollar table. Like I was just like, Fuck. yeah, exactly. That's so just, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was just like flabbergasted. I was like, well, I love well, you for inviting me. Like I got to admit, it's like the best. It's like the best view in the city. We're in front of the Burj Khalifa. We could see all the fireworks, but it was it was a hundred a hundred k just to sit there. What's the uh, hundred What's the hundred thousand dollar dinner taste like? What do you did? What oh, did you, it was stupid. It was it? like a fifteen course meal. It was like there was um I, I don't even there was like foie gras sushi. There was like truffles. Yeah. There was like gold. Like it was just stuff. It was like <laughs> over the top. I mean, it was just like I I'm a simple guy. Like, but it was I mean, yeah, it was amazing. But you know, I I don't think that stuff is necessarily going to make you happier in the long term uh it's just you know and that's i think that's the problem with a lot of people chasing um chasing wealth and stuff like that it's it's called hedonistic adaptation it's like hedonism like your body you you get used to it right and then you just kind of want more and more so don't chase yeah. that like you like that's why obviously you know me like i i love what i do because it's meaningful and i get to make a difference in people's lives not not about money i was just going to say that about you know you've been very successful and you've traveled the world and obviously you've made uh, a good financial uh you had good fortune that way but i've never ever felt from being around you or talking to you that that was at all the purpose for your for what you're doing it's not like you're saying like i'm gonna open this clinic and make millions i really feel like you have just a passion for what you're doing and i think exactly. that's the that's the, the nicest thing to see exactly so, and even with our regenerative medicine company me and dr ian white the reason we we joined ventures was because both of our vision is to help millions of people with our technology. Uh, yeah. it, but when you help millions of people, you become a billionaire. Like that's just what <laughs> yeah. happens. But it's not, that's not my, that's not my goal. <laughs> but, it's like a, it was an accident. I just, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't care if I do like great if I do, but if that's not my goal, but my goal yeah. is just to help people. And, but when you help people on a large scale, yes, you become wealthy. Like that's just how life works. This may sound silly to you, but I feel like I'm going along a ride with you. Yeah, no, <laughs> just, because, just because I always say that because I knew you from the start. Yeah. So I, I feel I feel very happy talking to you now and seeing all this stuff going on. So yeah, it's, it's just great. It's great. Oh, no, it's amazing. It's it's, yeah. it's it's dude. like it's it's funny because like it actually like it, a lot of it to start with you. And I mean, they did actually my the first few posts, you get first podcast, everything. Yeah. So you made a huge difference. And and that's why I mean, obviously, I'll take care of you as a doctor. But if I if 
I, I'm looking forward to our relationship in the yeah. future too. Like yeah. Both of our successes, you know, I want to show just real quick so people can follow you and ask questions if they need to. This is Dr. Khan's Instagram. Uh, some of the people he's treated and you also lift, which is cool. This is you in Dubai. Yeah. Um, that's the oh, guy who built the Burj Khalifa. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. He's the richest man in Dubai. All about Mahan. All about yeah. That's crazy, man. So I want to see if you have any treatments here anywhere. What is this you're doing? Finishing PRP on my spine. <laughs> so you have some athletes. Yeah, here. that was that. Uh, yeah. We did PRP into his disc and then, yeah, a lot of, a lot of health advice. Samson. Oh yeah. He was, uh, Samson did he's not. He's a funny like guy. He's so scared of. He's like a gigantic. <laughs> he's like the, probably the biggest bodybuilder I've met in my life, and he was scared of like a needle this small. He really, really did not like the needles. I was. But he I did. Thought, he, but he he felt better in like a week. He said his tricep and his shoulder pain went away. So I was so happy, and he he placed amazing in Olympia. So yeah, dude, he's gonna be like. I'm glad he's your athlete. He's gonna be yeah. like. I think he he can break top three in the next few years. Yeah, he's he's a very nice guy. But I was shocked. I was really shocked at uh his, his um fear of needles but you've really you know there's frank mcgrath here and mike van wick and you've really treated and worked with robin black he's a ufc announcer friends with joe rogan he's where is it oh here robin black yeah 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 good yeah. for you so listen if anybody is watching and they want help with stem cell prp um anything to do with injury or well, even um, autoimmune conditions now we're treating we're yeah. treating long covid yeah. Um, honestly, like I'm becoming kind of like, cause my scope is broadening because I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm just a sports medicine doctor now. I'm like more like a regenerative medicine specialist. Yeah. I hate, um, I hate when I put you in that box, but it's how I know you, but I know you know for sure. Yeah. yeah. I've yeah. definitely grown. I've definitely grown in the last two years cause I'm doing clinical trials with stem cells and I'm working with scientists from around the world with stem cells. So, mm -hmm. um, and we're able to, like I said, over 80 conditions with stem cells. So don't, so I'm treating patients with like ALS, like MS. Um, I have patients like even there's autism protocols, like there's lots of different things we're doing. So it's pretty sure. exciting. So I think I would say like, not everything, but like for the most part, if you, if you have a medical mystery or you're not sure where to go, uh, I'm happy to help because I, and I also happen to know a lot of the top doctors around the world. So even if I can't help them, uh, I can probably connect them with the right person who can. Yeah. So uh, for those people who can't afford to go see you abroad, when are you back in the GTA? Uh, I'll be there for a few weeks in April. Um, and then I'll be back and then I'll be gone to Italy and then Florida. I, I honestly don't know how much time I'm going to spend in Canada. Like my family's there, so I'll still come, but like Canada's like our government and like our, I mean, <laughs> I know. like it's just, it's tough, man. Like the business, the politics, like it's going backwards and there's no innovation. And like, there's just, and the regulatory bodies are terrible and there's so much corruption. And the funny part is I actually had a phone call with Doug Ford, uh, before I left. Um, and like, he, he wants to have a meeting with me in person. So I'm going to meet with him in ministry of health when I come back in April. So if I can make some sort of change on that level, I'll try, but like, I'm not very hopeful because he's, he's surrounds himself with a lot of people who are just have their own agendas in mind and they're not, they don't really care about people. They just care about uh, unfortunately money so yeah yeah yeah. well the only reason i asked is i know uh, a lot of bodybuilders in the gta that want to see you so i guess they can message you on instagram and if they can get in to see you they can and if they can't they're gonna have to fly abroad to see the best that's, that's, that's pretty much it that's kind of <laughs> how it goes all right <laughs> yeah. doctor listen i appreciate you coming on i appreciate you um explaining the process and giving people so much information uh thanks for taking the time is there anything you want to cover or talk about before we go no, no, I yeah, I'm here in Dubai till April, so I'm excited to uh, big Grammys coming and a lot of other, like I said, the royal family people. But if I'm happy to just treat regular people too, and and we do like you know we do sometimes do hardship pricing and financial plan, like we try to make it work for most people. Like so, I hope yeah. people don't shy away just because of their money, just because like sometimes you know we try our best to help people. Even I've even done it free of charge for some people who are in disability and stuff like that. So. Okay. Okay. Well, you shouldn't have put that out there because now everyone's going to be like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's obviously, if you're, I, I can, people can lie, hopefully people won't lie and say they're on disability. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Listen, doctor, I had a great time talking to you. We will uh, catch up soon. I'm going to fly to Dubai here in the next month or so. Awesome. Uh, and see you and hopefully you'll fix me up. Great. All right. Doctor. Again. Good talking to you, man. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find Hostile and myself. And lastly, check out Hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear. Thanks again for watching.